Hello, Batten Down listeners. I have an exciting bit of news, which is that you can now listen to us on Spotify. Just search for Batten Down Podcast and we should appear. And pretty shortly, and maybe even by the time you listen to this, we will also be available on iTunes or other places you get your podcasts. So please like, subscribe, follow, do whatever thing they ask you to do. Thank you. Ever since we started this podcast, I have suddenly become overwhelmed and very unsure about what I should recommend to the point where like I put it off until honestly pretty, pretty shortly before we record these. I'm like, I can't make a decision, but I'm trying to really, I'm trying to really, you know, like be like, no, Lauren, just do what you want. Well, so first off, I was going to see if you were going to watch Rebecca, Alfred Hitchcock's first Hollywood film. However, Mm -hmm. tragically, it is streaming literally nowhere. Oh, well, I've already seen it. So okay, then good. All right. So mm-hmm. there's that. So I don't need to re- I don't need to recommend to you something that is already you've seen and I presume um appreciated. Mm-hmm. So the movie I'm going to recommend to you is Miracle of Morgan's Creek, which is a film by one of my favorite old filmmakers, which is his name is Preston Sturges. Now, what I like about this movie or what I think is interesting and why I want you to watch it and to talk to me about it is it kind of it's really a great example and actually, well, no, it's not even just a great example. It's really unusual in, in how, like, with these, you know, code movies, like, you know, the Hayes Code films, where, like, they can only kind of gesture at, like, a lot of things, mostly sex and its existence and, and how, you know, people have it. And, like, in The Lady Eve, which is probably his fa- my favorite film of his, like, it's, again, kind of, like, it's gestured. It's, like, mentioned. You kind of can pick up on it, but it never gets to be explicitly stated. Whereas this one, so the whole premise is it's like, this was released in 1944, is this woman basically gets really drunk and marries a soldier. And then the next day, as you do, and then the next day, like he's gone because he was just like, he has to, because it's the war and he's off. And so she can't remember his name, but then discovers that she is pregnant. And it's sort of all about like her, like basically like she's, it's this blonde lady who I don't know, like none of the actors are super famous though. It does involve Charles Coburn, who is one of my personal favorite old movie actors. I think he is just always really funny. And he's in, he's in the Lady Eve. He's in a lot of those other kind of comedies, but he's, he's, he's good. He's really good. Um, But yeah, so it's about her. And then this like guy, this like local dude, who's like kind of in love with her, who is helping her go around, just trying to find the name of this man that she married and presumably had sexual relationships with. Is this a comedy? Yes. Okay. Yeah, no. He, he only wrote comedies, I think. I, I, I don't, or like, oh. they, they okay. always have certain things to them, but no, he, he very much wrote kind of screwballish comedies. I'm excited. Yeah. Like so, this, no, so it's just, I, I like think one that you're going to watch and you're going to be like, how did they do this? You know, like the way in which he, I, I still think watching it, you're like, I don't quite understand how he got this past them. Mm-hmm. You know, like it is being really direct even as it is being indirect and then also the movie kind of has to come up with a like an out at the end and you'll see it and it's like okay but like it just is I think a remarkable bit of I don't know like I don't know what the word is but like kind of contorting to to get like this this plot around would you say that whole kind of like nuanced maneuvering Mm -hmm. is the same as Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion's song WAP where in the censored version, the lyric is wet and gushy, and it is <laughs> ten times grosser. It is so much more gross than that than the line they went to censor. No. Is it that kind of? This one is more interesting. 
like as like just as a thing that when you when you think about how we think about old movies or old books I think we have a way to like look at them really sanitized because there were these regimes that sanitized them like there's another book that maybe I'll recommend but like, I like it's called the dud avocado and I I am very taken I'm always very surprised by like kind of the reveal in the third act and I think part of it is that she's a skillful like novelist Mm-hmm. But also just that I made certain assumptions about what was feasible to be written about in a book, you know, in a novel that would be published in like the 1950s. Um, so, so I think this one is more interesting in, in about how you can still see that the same kind of concerns that we have today and that people talk about were there, but they just had to be platformed or I don't know, put somehow mm-hmm. in, in this very particular way. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to hear. And then maybe one day I'll ask you to watch The Lady Eve, which I do love a lot. Okay. So, but yeah, that's yeah, because I don't have, yeah, I definitely do not have a good grounding of film from that period. No, if you're interested in that, I know a lot about the films of this period. Um, so I can, there are many of those that I find quite enjoyable. Uh, but I'm not sure, like, I think this one is one where I'm like, oh no, but it is doing, it just, you kind of, I think you watch it and are a little astonished that he got so away this, with it. Is this a movie that you would recommend to anyone? like a general rec or I mean probably I think I'm asking I'm asking you because I want you to tell me what you think I think because it's not as for instance the Lady Eve is very well known I would say I think there's a number of people who have watched the Lady Eve Miracle of Morgan's Creek like it's I think it's talked about and it's very well regarded but I think mostly within like cinephiles if you will Mm -hmm. and so I I know of very few people who have watched it so part of me is it is on a, a selfish thing on my part that I want you to talk to me about it. Oh, but also I think it will be good. Also, I'm very intrigued. I'm like, what is the miracle? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Wait for it. For those listening, it is currently on both Amazon Prime and HBO Max if you have that. And I just think it's a very interesting as an example of a Hayes Code kind of movie that manages to get around the constraints of that time to tell a story that is in some ways very contemporary almost. I like that kind of wiliness too. Yeah someone you know skirting mm-hmm. by the rules i mean i don't i don't know because you i yeah i still i'm just confused with how he did it because part of me just feels like i would think the censors would be like hell no <laughs> this is i mean i guess she does get married i think that is the one thing is they're like she is in theory married um <laughs> but that's all you can do anything as long as you got that ring all right i have another recipe mm-hmm. this one is a little bit more involved than the miso butter mm-hmm. toast I'm going to send you, I have like written step-by-step instructions. I appreciate it. Thank you. And I'm giving you a recipe for a savory oatmeal, Mm -hmm. which you, I think we were talking about something else and you made like a little comment and I like just put it, made a little note to myself. I was like, Ooh, Lauren is excited or interested in a good oatmeal. I mean, I do love, I do love a savory oatmeal and I feel there should be more savory oatmeals because I have one go-to savory oatmeal that I often make for breakfast, but I'm always looking for like new versions, but I feel like. I feel like it's it's a really it's a place where like could be a lot of expansion. So, so this oatmeal recipe came from a period in my life that I was like going to the gym. I was doing a very like meticulous counting of my macros, and this oatmeal was kind of born from that. And I already see your face were like, "Oh God, Nina!" But this oatmeal is good, and I still eat it. Also, Nina, can I ask like, you one quick question: What's a macro? A macro. That's short for a macronutrient. Mm-hmm. And so that is your carbs, your carbohydrates, your fats, 
and your protein. Oh, okay. See, I know what those are. You're using all this jargon. I am. I'm being a real beefcake. Um, <laughs> so people do a certain percentage of each macro that like suits their needs. For me, it was like a pretty substantial amount of protein. I was like doing heavy weightlifting and I was doing barbell training. I wasn't really running as much as I am now. And I was very worried about protein because like I had all these like bros around me mm-hmm. that were like very helpful and very sweet. And I miss them a lot where they're like, you know, what's your protein? What's your macro? <laughs> like, you know, so. They're just bros who want to help. Just bros who want to help. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted to help. So, and honestly, like I was fine. I didn't need to be this protein crazy, but this oatmeal comes from this kind of like need to like fit in protein. Mm-hmm. So this oatmeal. Okay. Hit me. Basically, it's just regular rolled oats and you just add egg white. But what I learned from adding egg whites is that if you add the egg whites just as the oats have been cooked, so there's still, there's like a soupiness to the oatmeal. Like it's not glumpy. It's not sticking Mm -hmm. to the pot. It still has water in it. Mm -hmm. The oatmeal gets this wonderful consistency. It becomes silky. It becomes Mm -hmm. super smooth and it does not look like oatmeal. It turns into juke or kanji, whatever. It looks like rice porridge. You add egg whites to your oats. And then I would add Trader Joe's umami seasoning. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I usually just sprinkle whatever. It's probably around a tablespoon of that. Mm -hmm. Mix that. And then I would add steamed chicken breast. Mm -hmm. I'd like would steam for the week or whatever. And just a side note, steamed chicken breast is delicious if you do it right. Like it is not tasteless. Mm-hmm. Um, just in my defense okay. of my, you know, my beefcake self would say it's still really good. So can but, I ask a quick question? Uh-huh. Beefcake question. Okay. Um, so send me your beefcake questions, even though I'm no longer beefcake. <laughs> so what is it, what is it with grilling that is bad? There's so nothing will, bad. Okay. But what is it about steaming that is preferred? Is it just, is there less fat added to it? Is there like it's like you're, yeah, it's basically controlling fat. You're not adding any fat. And it's also, you just get a different texture of the chicken. Mm-hmm. I do I do think people don't value steaming as a cooking method as much as they <laughs> do. Like we're like, you know, they, we think of like steamed vegetables, but I, yeah. we do, like there's a lot of stuff in Korean cooking where you do mm-hmm. steam a lot and it's great. But this oatmeal to me, it's like, it came from like a place where like I was not valuing deliciousness in mm-hmm. my food, which is crazy to think about now, which is like, that's, yeah. I think of, yeah, I think of you as a really, like very, you love deliciousness. And not that you, and I will say, I'm not an expert, thing, but you do not have to make that sacrifice in order to like get lean or muscle up. You don't have to do that. I mm-hmm. believe that. But I was just like in this headspace of like, I'm going full beefcake, you know? But even though this oatmeal recipe came from those days, I still eat this and I love it so much. And it's one of those easy recipes to me that's like, you can adapt, you can like freestyle on it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I would add breakfast sausage and it tastes so much like biscuits and gravy. I'm going to say, honestly, just straight up tastes like you're eating biscuits and gravy. And I know some people might find that disgusting, but to me, what bigger compliment could I give something that is not biscuits and gravy? <laughs> I mean, you know, Nuna, I'm from the South. I know. So, I mean, I love a Bob Evans breakfast like anybody. And it feels like this is maybe like Bob Evans, but in a bowl. It's so, and it, 
this is like a perfect like winter breakfast to like it's yes. for both of us it's about to get really cold especially for mm-hmm. you and I think this is just a breakfast that's going to take care of you you're gonna like feel good while eating it it's gonna keep you full and cozy yes this feels like honestly a very like a like an improvement a more a healthier like a leaner version of a, a savory oatmeal that I do make sometimes which is it's like basically oatmeal with some green onions um, put in there and you do it and then basically kind of like a couple minutes before it's done you put in some cheddar cheese which makes it pretty creamy but in a different way mm-hmm. and then I put a, like a fried egg on top of that with like you know like a yolk intact and then I break the yolk and then I like yes. yes yes so this feels like just taking that to another level yeah and it's just going I'm excited for you to try it I hope you like it I this is another one of those things where I think my mom was more suspicious of it because she was like concerned that I was just like, well, I wasn't eating a lot of her food, which she mm-hmm. didn't like. Fair, mom don't then, like it. Right. And then, and again, my discipline, I have no idea how I did that because now I'm just like, Why? I mean, I remember it, Nina. And I was like, wow. Like just, just hearing about it from afar, I was like, amazing. And you know, the benefits, I can't, I can't say the benefits were like, you know, I, was so close to my goal of avatar core shoulders so <laughs> close um before the pandemic really i was really almost there but um sorry i lost my train of thought oh so my mm. mom was just like anything i ate she was like that doesn't look good or like i don't like it i don't like what you're doing and then she would call this oatmeal the glop oh the glop yes and guess who eats the glop more than i do your mom Yep, I have to make it for her almost every day. But I just gotta say, I'm excited about it. This, what I would call it, it's like a beefcake breakfast. <laughs> it's a beefcake breakfast that I'm gonna make maybe tomorrow, next <gasps> day, see about when I can okay. get the, the, get the, the, you know, the, the paraphernalia, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, but no, I'm excited. I mean, I'm, I'm, it sounds very filling. And also maybe I will become me and my kettlebell. Just, we're just really gonna yeah. take it. So you're going to watch the movie. I'm going to make the oatmeal. And hopefully our nation, our democracy remains intact. (laughs) Maybe everyone should eat this oatmeal to feel some stability. Yeah. Yeah. Oatmeal will be there for you. Thanks for listening. And yeah, you're hanging out with us. We are very worried that in this time of quarantine that we are not good hangs anymore. So. It's good to hear that we're at least people enjoy listening to us. Some, yeah, maybe we all yeah. needed this kind of structure in our lives. Yes, I mean I've been enjoying it, obviously. Yeah, it's been great for me. No, all right. See you next week. Bye. Bye. But you missed the meatheads. You missed you missed your bros. The beefcakes. Yeah. There's the beef a cakes. difference. Sorry. There's a difference between a meathead and a beefcake. Obviously, beefcakes. I assume just sound like they have much more like a like an openness of spirit.